Hey, 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 everyone! Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo and Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now Bolo is a performer. Hey, and Dr. <laughs> Tom's a psychiatrist, hmm. and we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race Down, Down Under. Under. <laughs> <laughs> so let's raise a glass or a bottle and start spilling the GNT. Hey, <laughs> did you like my little remix in there? I really did. I enjoyed Thank that, you, actually. Tom. I thought that you would have, I don't know, jumped in, possibly. Well, we all know that I mess up harmonies. <laughs> that That's... you would have, oh, don't even joke about it. My gig is messing up harmonies. You know, you you know when you're singing a song, and if someone's going to join you when you're just chilling out and singing a song, don't come and try to take my Beyonce. If I'm singing lead, I'm lead. I'm Beyonce. So don't listen, come in and try to take honey, the lead. Honey, Linda, 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 Linda. Listen, Linda. <laughs> listen here. always come in. I'm like, why can't you just come in with a harmony? No. All of us grew up in the Von Trapp family, okay? <laughs> Not all of us have a natural knack for harmonies. Bar-trap. The Bar Trap family, okay? <laughs> Listen, but- I can I can hold a melody. I can't just like hop into a harmony. Sue me. Okay. Anyway, Sue everyone, me. welcome back to Spilling the GNT podcast, hey. the review podcast, the mm-hmm. review podcast, where we watch the show and we just talk about it, really. Oh, we do. We and do exactly anything, that. Anything it's related. a really good synopsis of the yeah. show. Yeah, we just talk about Drag Race. That's it. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, and it's, it's, it's a really an excuse for us to start drinking early in the day. It, although I am sober today because I'm on call again. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Do you want to... Put that glass of wine down and then say it again it's more, right. more convincingly. You and I both know that this is a soft drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before the hard stuff. You know what I mean? Oh. You get me in trouble with the GMC. Everyone knows Dr. Tom here is a psychiatrist, so he uses his psychiatrist Yes. To, um, very good. Yeah, very good. Review the it. show, yeah. really, don't you? Well, you know, I, I I see it at times through a professional, professional. lens, uh, not to diagnose or label people, but uh, we like la- to diagnose and label them. <laughs> but to, you yeah. know, just label them all over the place. We're not no, here to judge them, but we're here yeah. to label we, them. We like to yeah. think that we have like uh, an understanding approach to the queens. You know, a lot of people are quick to cancel nowadays and to 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 label people as villains and you know send them all kinds of awful things but we like to think that we try and take a more s- supportive and understanding point of view frankly i think the word is sophisticated sophisticated we like to take a sophisticated approach mm-hmm. that's why we brought a doctor in yeah that's <laughs> yeah because yeah so now we're sophisticated <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah because we've got yeah. tom here that's exactly it uh, the epitome with my performer background dr mm-hmm. tom um that be vocals that be um any kind of artistry, yes. really. You're, you're the one who's out um, there interpreting the performing arts for yes, us. It yes, it is. It's giving good to have that uh, eye, that, a little performer's eye. It's yeah. really to give you guys a little extra. Did I just do a Heidi and Closet? You're a shuffle. Did I do a shuffle? Shuffle, you know? Shilky and shuffle. That's the like, performer. It's a performer <laughs> in me, isn't it? I'm just always on. I'm always on. I'm always just working. Get... I'm always trying to be one of the drag queens, Every one of the moment, girls. A treat with you, frankly. To give everyone that kind of uh, perform analysis. Mm-hmm. The more that you know and understand, the better you can really understand the show. Yeah, we're just coming at it from our angles, aren't we? And um, we are also, you know, super fans of the show. There it is. And truthfully, we're basically your, you, you know, that friend that you talk to because uh-huh. you want to uh, talk about the show after you watch it. Yeah, that's who we are. That's literally what that's we do. That's who we are, guys. Yeah. We're your pals. Yeah, so while you're walking, if you're trying to avoid the kids, like, <laughs> like what I'm hoping most of our listeners are doing Uh, okay because sometimes trust me guys guys it's self-care you deserve some you time yeah yeah (laughs) you matter (laughs) i see you i see you you know the kids will be fine yeah for for an hour (laughs) you know 
Just crack a window. Absolutely. Crack a window, they'll be fine in the car. Uh, yeah. Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, Tom. So, so this is Drag Race Australia. Oh, sorry, down. I nearly wow. did it again. Well, you're, well actually, I had um, a, a lovely wow. message this week reminding us that we do have listeners in uh, New Zealand. Need to give a little shout out. Okay. Uh, to Tom's diving uh, into the DMs. N- Nicora. Um, who reminded us that thankfully we do have some Kiwi listeners. So shout out to Nicora. Thank you very much oh. for repping for New Zealand there. And also, kia ora, um, kia ora just kia to ora. wrap up the mystery from last week, turns out Rue has been in New Zealand as photographic evidence. So case closed. Thanks, guys. Thanks for all your help. I had a lot of messages about this. Thank you. Yeah. Well, the glove fits. There's a really, really um, hilarious picture of Rue in the airport, and it had to be Rue, but she was swaddled head to toe in scarves, so she was practically unrecognisable. But But uh, it was Rue. Her her silhouette is is completely recognisable, isn't it? Yeah. Unmistakable. And Mm. Michelle was five feet away as well, so obviously it was Rue. That's it. You've cracked the case, Angela. Thank you very much. Congratulations. You helped me with that. Now take a sip. Because you absolutely (laughs) have to shut up. No, keep talking. It's a podcast. No, so um, I was thinking, you know, obviously, what we're three episodes deep now. Um, how are you feeling about this season? Um, let's. Hmm. Dre, it's a funny season. It's, it's an a, interesting. It's nice. It's nice. It's, it's nice, different. It's unusual. unusual. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very vet. It's, <laughs> and I, I haven't. I can't really place it, but it's a very. Um, uh, it strikes me it's it's a fledgling season like a lot of these international franchises like I remember with drag, the first season of Drag Race UK Drag Race Holland there were like production problems you know you could tell that the, the crew were finding their feet that's not to be shady it's just an observation really and that can give it a certain rough around the edges feel it's very like you know that meme that kombucha girl meme mm-hmm. where she takes a sip and she's like Ugh, and then afterwards she's like hmm <laughs> yeah. it's very much the hmm Mm. Yeah, she's like best friends with Trixie Mattel now, Kombucha Girl. Cool. Yeah. Um, was and it going anywhere? That's just a fact for you okay. and our listeners. So there's a cul-de-sac statement. <laughs> Leads nowhere. No, it becomes a cul-de-sac statement when you don't yes and. You could have been like, ooh, <laughs> tell me more. Uh, Duckley. Uh, <laughs> yes. That's my kimchi impression. Yeah. Thank you. Hmm. I, I don't know how I... Look, maybe it's it's quite early, so I'll get into it a bit more. This is what I feel about Mm -hmm. this show. I really feel that the Kiwi girls... Yeah. In my opinion, Anita's killing the game. Mm -hmm. She is slaying the game. Right now, she is the front runner, hands down. And she's she's also endearingly charming. There it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Electra Shock being in the bottom last week for the bullshit reason. I mean, you're not there to blend. You are not there to blend. You're there to be... Tell you what it was. Do you know what? If she she didn't make it about her, the critique would have been, well, this was your moment to shine, Electra. You've been in the bottom. So it doesn't matter what... Electric would have done. They have something against her. So Do you know, there's that meme of like BB and Thorgy from All Stars Three from the uh, Divas Challenge, and they gave exactly the same critiques to BB and Thorgy, but they're like, BB, you've won the challenge, and Thorgy, you're in the bottom. You know, it's like you just stood there, you just did her iconic move, you didn't add anything to it, and to BB, they were like, that was perfect. Thorgy, Thorgy, like that was trash. Absolutely, but it, it was similar, like with Scarlett and Electra last week. I thought they were like both of them. Oh, you danced, you danced amazingly, um, and your outfits are trashy. Um, but they turned into something negative with Electra and something positive with Scarlett and gave her the win. And I thought it was real 
BS, frankly. I'm sorry, I, I said I wasn't going to swear, but it's BS. Tom, it's not that kind of <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Put down that soft drink. Yes. Please. I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think that the Kiwi girls were supposed to be as good as they have been. I agree. I don't didn't think because it. at the end of the day, this was Drag Race Australia, but because of filming issues, they brought it to New Zealand. And out of respect for Dela <laughs> and for the Ngati um, Fatua, um, mm-hmm. Jacinda Arden, out of respect for Aotearoa, <laughs> yes. out of respect for Tommy Kimikoto, yes, out of respect for respect's sake, they wanted to bring in some uh, New Zealand representation. Mm. So they got these girls in. I don't even think they auditioned. I think they were asked to do it. Do too. you know interest me? There them- wasn't like a, a full-on audition process in New Zealand. They were approached and asked to if they wanted to do the show. Do, do you know what, what intrigues me? There must be three really pissed off Aussie girls out there who were bumped to make space for them. I really don't know how that would have worked, how they, how they made that happen. But- I wonder if one of them was um, Vanity. You know, um, Courtney Act's best friend. I don't know her, Tom. Yeah, she does the wigs by vanity. That oh, all the girls wear. Oh, okay, okay. She's quite high profile. Mm. I don't. What I'm saying is that I don't think that the Kiwi girls were supposed to be a feature. Mm. But Anita is really killing it. Electra Shock is so far the lip sync assassin, and they're she sleeping will, on her. Sh- they are. They're sleeping on her, and they, you know what? They're kicking her off the bed for no reason. Yeah, they they really are, and it's it's, it's becoming really really obvious the kind of mistreatment of Electra. Yeah, and it's because it's it's supposed to be Australia's game, and Keita's but just like as the well. rugby, we just keep coming. Back, I, 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 you know, I feel like Keita is is like doing really solidly too. I think she's one of the top girls. She's doing so well. I think, I think, yeah, you're right. I think they went into it thinking, oh, Karen and Simone have kind of got this in the bag. Um, Look, I'm just gonna say something. I really feel like Karen's reputation is carrying her. Because I agree. I don't so far, think, look, yeah. if, if I had not known about anyone and the reputation going into here, mm-hmm. I would just think Kev, Karen's quite average. It's very... It's, and it, there is, I don't know who she is sleeping with, but how <laughs> she escaped the bottom last week. Sleeping with Joe week, from HR. I said, we said it last week, didn't we? We said it last week on the podcast, and I'm going to say it again. There is no way in hell Karen... Should have been safe. Absolutely. Completely agree. Last there week. There is no way in hell. And lovely girl. Doing, do your thing, but I don't know. Her, I her mean, ver- there's, and there is an agenda, is her, what I'm saying. Her verse is like an induction video. You know, I nearly fell asleep. Oh. I felt like she was just inviting me to work in her workplace. And also, you know, her Snatch game was disappointing because it was such a bland dolly. And she had the win in the first week. And yeah, she was one of two vying for the win. I'd have given it to Art, frankly. Yeah. But there we but go. But the thing about the first week, it's about looks that you brought. So it's mm-hmm. not about your performance or anything. It's who has the best friend, who's a designer, yeah. who can make the best costume for them and wear it. So basically, day one was wear a gown that someone made. It's nothing about what you bring as in your talent at all. But the things you had followed that, the snitch game and the rapping and performing, she's fell very short. I'm going to very, tell you very something short. as well that it's really, really hard to articulate properly, but I'm going to give it a go, okay? Mm. Is that it just kind of like, <laughs> it leaves a bad taste in my mouth that the two queens of colour have gone in the first um, three episodes and it's an all-white cast. Mm. And I think that, represent something about the casting process and how there should be more diversity um and also um it, it's unfortunately juxtaposed <laughs> juxtaposed <laughs> juxtaposed <laughs> juxtaposed 
juxtaposed um, with the two girls. Just say talk. The two girls who've had racism controversies going into it actually yeah. having wins and being front runners so it, it creates it that puts a bad taste in my mouth unfortunately and um no amount of soft drinks will wash it away yeah well for, first of all you mm. can't blame them for doing well in the challenges and for the wins it's, no uh, i just re- think it's unfortunate it's uh, an unfortunate yeah, situation I think it's, it's unfortunate but you i mean they won it they they want to. Did they though? You know, you know, we've already kind of like debated. We didn't put Scarlet fourth as the winner last week. Absolutely, we not. didn't put Karen as the winner the first week, and we th- think Karen's been saved from the bottom. Well, I put uh, Karen. I-, I liked Karen's performance the first week. It, no, but she was one of the possible girls. Yeah, but I, you know, I'd have given it to Art personally. But anyway, okay, yeah. So, in summary of the question that you asked me, it's a very strange. Um, but very watchable series. I think there is a fun- what I'm enjoying is that the bulk of the queens are campy, funny queens, and I've, and I've, I think the snatch game didn't showcase their talents as well as I hoped. But you know, when we're seeing them in confessionals and we're seeing them in talking heads and interacting with each other, they're funny and lovely and i'm really enjoying that so i'm enjoying that aspect there's the real sense of humor to this season yeah i want to say something about the fashion i really enjoy the fact that you're struggling that sometimes you struggle to place fashion references with the kiwi girls Mm -hmm. which for me i personally feel for new zealand our drag was never about being a fashion icon it wasn't about being on vogue it wasn't about um you know mugler or that it was about well done don't that have a that, designer don't have that much money but what can i what can i afford and what can i throw together together to make something camp it, it wasn't about mm-hmm. you know being naomi campbell or an evangelista it was just about campy there's a lot to be said for that yeah and it's so, more of an old school sensibility that, isn't that's it, it. it's yeah. about what it was Drag, it was drag on a dime, and that really was drag. It was I, I, I will say that you know, drag on a dime can still take a lot of inspiration from from high fashion, and there are so many designers that are pure camp. It's almost like Moschino, Mugler. It's almost as if they're designing for drag queens at times. But yeah, yeah, there we go. But they found a market, didn't they? There's money in them. Mm-hmm. Now let me read a review. Hey everyone, thank you so much for writing Yay. reviews. We just got this influx of reviews. We're going to quickly thank you throw guys. them out and give you a shout out. This is from Methan from United states who says i listen to you all and sibling rivalry and nine times out of ten i agree with you all more <laughs> what sorry about it Monet and bob sorry about it yeah tamisha was right yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love getting the genuine reactions right after watching an episode with you all the many different aspects from which you analyze the episodes are amazing love this podcast Orty. thank you so much that's really that's really nice thank you so much shall i read another one yes yeah so we've got from miss kimberly from the United Kingdom. I bloody love it, mate, is the, the opening paragraph, the opening sentence. Uh, I really love this podcast. I find it recently. I binged it and tuned in not to hear the, only to hear the unfair and authentic opinions. I like it when you disagree because it offers balance. But also to hear Paolo belt out that one line of Jan's Madonna musical <laughs> verse sporadically. <laughs> Apparently it makes Kimberly's day. She had a green heart. Okay. A green heart. Representing oh. the earth and nature, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I told you not to wear green, Michelle Versace. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Thank you, Miss Kimberly. Thank you. Uh, and, and I don't realize that I don't do that all the time. And I want. <laughs> <laughs> no mention of my backing vocals there, sadly. So, Miss Carrie Kay from the United Kingdom said, "A must listen for all drag race fans." Bolo and Dalton provide smart and interesting commentary in a terrific format. 
They comment as they watch the show. <laughs> Love them on social media too. For all fans of Drag Race Worldwide, this is a podcast for you. Now, there's another couple. Should we come to those a bit later in the show or drop them in, yeah? Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it becomes a bit of a cluster. Tom, let's get into this week's episode. Now, we already know that it's going to be a make-your-own-costume, dragon and And dime. do you remember my prediction from last week, which we haven't had confirmed yet, but I said somebody's popping out of that pile of garbage, and it's either Shangela or Art Simone, and my money's on the latter. You reckon? Yeah. It's Absolutely. not going to be like Raven. Maybe it's Raven coming out and saying, Hi, I'm here to give you guys some advice. Raven wouldn't let anybody put trash on top of her. Just knowing, going into this, knowing what we know, which is it's a sewing challenge. Who do you think is going to be on the top and the bottom? Just throw me I out mean, your predictions. If, if Art's back, my money's on her. Um, who can make things in this cast? I really don't have a strong sense of that, unfortunately. I think it's easier to say who's going to be in the bottom. I think, like, which girls have, like, got an eye for fashion. I think Scarlet has nice clothes. I think uh, Etc. has some nice clothes as well. Uh, I think Karen has some expensive campy pieces. Um, and I guess they're the ones who I anticipate having a good eye and maybe putting something good together. I think Maxi would do something really fun and frothy and like really slutty that I'll really enjoy. Um, other than that, like I just don't know who. What can I sew. heard there is that the Kiwi girls are gonna struggle. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, you gotta mention I, okay, etc. I'm gonna say it now. I don't think etc's got a good taste level, and I don't think etc is gonna do well. No, sorry, etc. Electra. Electra, I don't think has a good taste level. I don't think she'll do well. I think I, I anticipate Anita and Keita could probably sew and can really pull something together on this. Okay. Yeah. Well, if anyone's got experience of trying to make costumes, I, I thought it would be Electra because, you know, she ain't got designer friends. So most of her outfits are probably hodgepodgely put together by herself. So you know, it won't be her first time. It's the difference between being able to sew and having a good taste level and putting something nice together. Um, and that's all I got to say about that. Okay, cool. Okay. Well, as long as we don't get any uh, school bags uh, or paper bags, shopping bags, uh, paste them into a corset, I think we'll do fine. <laughs> well, actually, nothing has been more iconic, as it turns out, than uh, Lady Lala Ray's uh, bag corset. Should we get into the episode? I would like to. Let's please. have a look. And we're back. Back, back, back. Back, back, what? Back, what? back, 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 back again. What? There's a, there was another song I was thinking of doing. Oh, baby, we made it. No. Made but there wasn't even more the back anyway. <laughs> hey, everyone, we're back. We've just <laughs> so seen the... You've got some praise about your singing today. Just don't push yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> Pablo's album release. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be on this podcast right now. Thank you to our <laughs> podcast review. Uh, we've seen the first part of this episode. Episode we have. four. Let us discuss. You know what? I do want to say there's been a lot of great one-liners that uh-huh. I've seen. Obviously, they walk in from the Mexi stage. Uh, Electra has just sent Coco home. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say this. If there was ever supposed to be a double save, yeah, it should have been that. That lip sync was, was a good very good. They were both. That was a, It was very hard. It would have been a very, very vibes, hard decision. But, so, but very, very good. The thing is, it's either it could have been a double save, but then obviously in the back of their heads, maybe they had plans already to bring someone back. So wow. that's why they couldn't do that. Perhaps uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. We shall discuss that a bit later. But there are so many amazing one-liners. For instance, when Electra again had to wipe the window, mm-hmm. etc. was like, 
Are you going to get RSI from doing that? <laughs> <laughs> and then Anita was like, um, oh, perhaps your backup career could be window cleaner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like everyone so just jumping maybe, on Maybe him. this goes back to what we were saying is what this is what's special about this season. The banter. I hate that word banter. But like the interactions and the funny shade and stuff is actually really top notch this season. Yeah. yeah. And I think the, um, the Aussies and the Kiwis have a, a reputation for having really, really good banter being very mm-hmm. witty. Yeah. So I think this is very, very Australasian. Oh, you know? fantastic. That's what, that's what we are. Scarlet with the whole, um, well, it seems to be everyone ganging up on Electra, do you feel that kind of vibe going on? I do feel that on? energy, and again, Electra continues this kind of like underdog narrative. Um, Electra very rightly says when they all come back into the workroom, kind of because she's. Be- I'll tell you who's dogpiling on her a bit: Scarlet and etc. Uh, et and they're kind of getting on my nerves a little bit. Mm. Um, but you know I, I think really I feel protective of Electra. It really does take a lot to get you annoyed. Uh, and- not just in drag race in general <laughs> it takes a lot to make you not like someone I, I, I don't dislike them i'm not saying that but their behavior is annoying me a little yeah, bit yeah you hate them i no. hear you i, hear but you, I think it's, that's that's probably my counter transference because i think i feel protective of electra at this point as an underdog yeah you know well um you did say that scarlet feels quite threatened well, by be- electra yeah. why why did you say that well because she's um she's very pointed in like saying oh you know she's circling the drain she needs to go home next when she put in a really good performance last week i think she sees her as her rival dancer That's i think it. she enjoys the fact that the show's not appreciating her and you know scarlet's insecurity is showing a bit here because she's focusing on electra's um, fashion and I did say and it was echoed by etc so I do agree with etc in some ways etc says quite pointedly they've just told you you've got a poor taste level really mm. um, which is exactly what I said a minute ago um, but that's what if, if that's what they're critiquing they're not saying anything about her talent yeah they're, they're kind of really focusing on the one bad thing yeah. and trying to say that all of you was bad mm-hmm. because you can't dress yeah that's what they're trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to discredit everything that she's done quite excellently um, and yeah. saying, well, because you don't know how to dress, mm-hmm. you as a whole, what you bring as a whole, it's actually quite poor. I it's, think it's not good enough to be on the yes, show. Yes, which and is inaccurate, like, obviously. Yeah. And it's uh, maybe it's some mind games as well, but you're very right. It's very real. Dancers yeah. against dancers. As a dancer, you're brought up to be very, very critical of yourself. You, you're, you self I've said mm-hmm. it before. Yeah. Your whole life is looking in a mirror and critiquing it, mm-hmm. right, wrong, good, bad. The your your dance teacher is telling you right, wrong. Your everything is wrong, wrong. Do it again, bad, bad, yeah. good, bad. Very, it's very rare that you get you're doing good. It's all about corrections. The thing about Scarlet and the thing about Electra is that in an audition mm-hmm. i they they're two tall lean white males mm-hmm. in an audition they'll be going for the same role yeah as a dancer they will typically be called for a lot of the same roles they'll mm-hmm. be getting called back for a lot of the same dance roles because of their build Do you mm-hmm. know what i mean mm-hmm. so maybe there's something instinctively in there like you are my competition i think that's um, true because in an it's audition series they definitely would be really interesting what you say about like a dance background as a formative influence though because you know we talk about it quite often when somebody's exposed to a lot of criticism during their formative years that's something that you internalize i often talk about reciprocal roles which is something we talk about in cat therapy which is these kind of like equal and opposite forces that can exist so a person who is very harshly self-critical which it sounds like probably 
Scarlett is, um, you know, because we are questioning her self-esteem a little bit and her mm-hmm. security in this competition, can equally be um, vocally critical of others. And she's manifesting that at the moment. Yeah. Um, I see Electra being a lot more hard on herself than she is on other people. But I think that reflects her position in the competition. Etc. is another one who's coming across a little bit of a know-it-all, oh, yeah, frankly. Etc. You know is someone who I would gladly slept <laughs> no we don't condone violence i know she's the bug queen are you going to use your fly swatter not just just yeah is, is that what you call the back of your hand <laughs> oh, no. yeah we don't condone violence on this show but as uh, in like you know that annoying little brat sister or she's annoying very little brat brother she's very there it's, it's like why why are you talking you know why was, are you talking we heard last week about how ambitious uh, etc is I think she's just she's very very vocal as a way of getting noticed. Again, again, you know, probably reflecting difficulties with her self esteem. I'd say. Do you know what? Um, one bottom placement, one lip sync will shut her the hell up. Do you? It, I, I reckon it, she's very very interesting to see how she's her very, character very, develops. Oh, and yada yada and bowdy bowdy. The minute she's in the bottom, she's gonna be like, "Your weak sauce." I think that's it. I really think that's it. But you're right. She. <laughs> it's it's really hard to say, and I I I give so much praise to Electra mm-hmm. for saying I was in the bottom because I was just too good. I mean, they called me Beyonce. They did call her Beyonce. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, I love well, her. Well, well, Donald, she said it. I'm glad Electra is sticking up for herself, and I can see that kind of like Anita is looking on from the sidelines, and she's she's not really getting involved because I think she's seeing Electra standing up for herself and. She doesn't need to yeah. get involved. Um, there's another thing, ketamine, because Scarlett walks in with her short shorts and mm-hmm. obviously her long legs. Um, <laughs> and and ketamine's one liner, which I want a t shirt of. Mm. She says, winner, winner, chicken legs. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, get it. I just love it. Love it, it. Just, that, that, that really, really cracked me up. But um, so they get into the uh, announcement of what the challenge is and they. The pit crew bring out some trash. Yeah. We know that it's going to be drag on a dime. And then as the announcement goes, what happens? Tom, tell us. Who pops out but drumroll at Simone. So I can't believe it. I read the tea leaves. I read the teas. I talked to the tarot. Yeah. I felt it in my you waters. You consulted the tarot? I had to talk to the tarot. <laughs> and um, out she popped. Now, let's have a little chat about returning queens. Because um, obviously I said last week, I bet, oh, excuse me, we had a little conversation off camera. Um, and you know, during we should, brunch, we should have been on ice. Ask me what I did today. We I want to. I want to say. Look, I want to. I want to give you the most bougie sentence I'll ever say in my life. Tom, <laughs> ask me what I did today. What, what have you done today, well, successfully, I, quickly? Well, I, I, woke, I woke up in the mm-hmm. morning. Obviously, I went to the gym, mm-hmm. did a workout, and then I went and bought a car. Oh, and then I um, had brunch. What, what did you do? Oh. <laughs> well, clearly, this podcast oh, is paying oh. you too well. <laughs> Can I just? That's literally what I did today, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> This is what it feels like to be a white male. <laughs> I have just had my first experience with white privilege, You've and had I love the bougie it. white gay guy. I can understand why you don't want to share this power today. I want it. Oh, it's more. Give me power. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the most bougie thing I'll ever say. Why did I ask you to tell me to say that? I just uh, because to we were discussing it at brunch earlier. Oh yes, and uh, then we had a discussion at brunch. Yeah. So um, we were talking about because you thought like, no, they don't just bring people back in Drag Race. You know, you seem to be of the opinion it's more like, oh, they they kind of. Like earn their way back well, into well, the competition. Back it up, back it up. The conversation went like this. Go on. Tom goes, uh, Art Simone's coming back. And I said, no, she's not going to come back. Why would they bring someone back? It's going to be Raven. 
I said, it's got to be Raven. And the time was like, oh, I want to talk about on the podcast about returning queens. And I'm like, no, look, if it happens, then we'll talk about it. And <laughs> okay. Then, and then I, and so We're I, being I, misrepresented I, here, let's all. I quite cut you off. I said, look, we'll talk about it if Artsman comes back. In, in my mind, I was like, she's not coming back. So there's, don't, I don't want to talk about it at brunch. I'm, tr- I'm trying to get drunk. <laughs> just trying to get drunk with the bottomless prosecco. <laughs> why, why are you talking? Um, so anyway, let's talk about returning queens because it, there is a precedent for queens just being brought back. The discount. So we're not talking about queens who've come back for another season, which there is they're kind of like another kettle of fish. And we're not talking about all stars because it's a bit of a standard all stars trick that the there are queens who compete their way back into the competition. Yeah. So let's think about these previous queens and how successful or not successful they've been. So the first one ever brought back was Carmen Carrera in season three. That's but why exactly? Carmen was heavily favoured in her season because she survived a double chante when she should have gone home uh, she and Jada uh, performed to the Spanish language version of Hey Mickey Jada mm-hmm. was high energy pop princess cheerleading she was fantastic Carmen went up to the judges and kissed them and it, she was granted a double chante and I remember Jada saying it's RuPaul's drag race not RuPaul's kissing race <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about the offensive accent. Um, I love Yara. I love Yara. I love Seeing Yara. Soon I an, cannot wait to, to see her all stars. It'll be fantastic. Um, so, and then Carmen went away, came back, and set the tone for returning queens going home the same episode she came back. She came back for the makeover episode and sent home by Raja, her fellow Heather. Um, so, yeah, that was like the first one ever. Now, Kenya Michaels came back in um, there, season look, four. Uh, the reason why they wanted Carmen to stay, in my mm. opinion, yeah. is because she gave the the world a drag queen who, in inverted commas, mm-hmm. gave realness. Yeah, which they were quite focused on in the early they seasons. Were, it, they were, Obviously, it was very much like, look, drag queens can look, um, in inverted commas, fishy, which is another term they used back then. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's what she represented, and they. I think they were just. I think it was a draw card, definitely. To, to and she was a, a body queen as well. A, a beautiful. She was a, stunningly beautiful, but I found Carmen boring as hell. But, but the only reason that they brought her back mm-hmm. several times. Um, several times somebody several lied times. to her several times <laughs> that's the case they should have put her back on record because she was unqualified <laughs> they should have booked, to own those should have shoes. put Carmen back on yeah, the shelf if anyone can comment to us and let us know who said that 10 <laughs> 10 points for Gryffindor we love her I mean so think of who else they could have brought back there's always a reason there's always a reason for bringing a queen back who hasn't won their way back in they, if, they've, if they've decided to bring a queen back it's always because of production they're bringing views they're bringing money it's it's never because oh it was unfair mm-hmm. it's because they bought them in the first instance for a reason and it was to bring in more viewership rue allegedly delegated the responsibility of bringing somebody back to michelle uh santino and billy b that season they were just supposed to discuss it and bring someone back but like think of who else could have come back mariah balenciaga right they just sent shangela home as well who was fantastic television or delta work another fantastic talented queen who was on that season um. Anyway, Carmen came and went very, very quickly. Season four it was Kenya. Little Kenya Michaels, who was a gorgeous little dynamo. Very entertaining to watch. But again, she... <laughs> I kind of like the smell. I kind of like the smell. Uh, reminds me of high school shim class. More <laughs> offensive accents. Sorry, oh, guys. Wow, that soft drink, right? I know. Um, so, th- yeah... 
Kenya was a fantastic little dynamo, but again, like brought back for the wrong episode. Probably she was also brought back for the makeover episode. It was the uh, dads I'd like to frock. Do you remember? That's such a strange episode. They brought back those straight. They brought in those straight dads who had to be pregnant and do a strip tease. Do you remember? And Sharon Needles' guy like nearly had a fight with Chad Michaels. Oh, yeah. Oh, those were the golden days of Drag Race. They really were. <laughs> uh, it was so weird. And again, Kenya just didn't understand. Oh, no. She, she just she just didn't do a good makeover. So she ended up in the bottom. Oh, and remember, she didn't understand the lip sync. She was against Latrice. And it was, oh, you make me feel like... Oh, well, she natural... was assassinated. They, um, oh, absolutely. She was, um, she was assassinated by the um uh, you you make me feel like a you uh, you make, make me, me feel like yeah, a yeah. true woman where she didn't understand the assignment latrice basically as this like six foot plus man made me believe that she was a pregnant woman yeah. who was singing to her baby she, absolutely yeah and she made kenya michaels look like her backup dancer absolutely uh, do you know when she, you when like you go pixie. to like when you see a ballad and there's always the um the singer singing and then there's a spotlight at the back of her on a, a, a dancer yeah that's what it looked like totally she, it looked like she was there to mm-hmm. um, supplement the performance of the lead and the lead was, interestingly uh, latrice kenya was also praised for her again in inverted commas Fish. realness yeah. and as the, everything they focus on back then thankfully they've moved away from um so there's a theme there at the beginning i think they saw those gorgeous queens as very marketable um both of whom have, have since transitioned as well interestingly yes um mm. or, and i also feel that kenya michaels was the uh the puerto rican vote in, in the sense that she was bringing in um you know they were trying to expand they, they, they were then. not you have to remember these were the RuPaul Drag Race back mm. then in these seasons was not as huge as mm-hmm. it is now. They were growing and everything was about growth. How do we get more and more people in? Carmen brought it in. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. Carmen Drag also Race. of Puerto Rican Drag descent. Dragways. Drag Drag wow. Yeah. Um, so we yes, did... but, but Kenya was from Puerto Rico. She was, yeah. So that's, I, was, I was bringing in someone from Puerto Rico. It was really standard yeah. for those seasons to have one or two queens from Puerto Rico. Yeah. Uh, it's not such a prominent feature anymore. Bam! Bam! Oh, I love Alexis as well. So um, then we didn't have a returning queen, to my mind, until season seven. And they had a slightly different format because I think this was really, really interesting, a really good way of doing it. The makeover episode was they had the seven remaining girls make over the seven girls who'd gone. And it was a wonderful, uh, it was a wonderful yes. storyline, actually, because Trixie said many times, yeah, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes you're just there, so Pearl has a storyline. <laughs> um, <laughs> has she seen yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, but it was, iconic. it was such a good episode because obviously Pearl had sent Trixie home. Pearl and Trixie, hands down, did the best job in the makeover. Well, actually, close second, Mrs. Kasha Davis and Katia, they were very, very funny as well. Um, and they did this fantastic, like... Um, Good evening, the thing was Penelope of Judges. Yeah, creepy, like, child pageant girls who were conjoined twins. Um, and it was so, so good. Now, Trixie is the most successful returning queen in the sense that she hung around for a few episodes. So she was in that episode and won it. You know, technically, she kind of got a win under a belt. You could argue it's Pearl's win, but whatever. Um, and then she was around for two more episodes and she went home. I do think the show was keen to get rid of her. Um, because uh, she went home for the uh, during the, the um, boy-girl half-and-half dance challenge and she yeah. was paired with Ginger Minge. There's all kinds of stuff with the judging, really, where they were judged as pairs. If you watched it untucked for that episode, actually, it's really tragic because Trixie thought she was going to win. 
that episode oh. and she is shocked to her core that she's in the bottom she poured an Electra she poured an Electra oh. she poured an Electra and um, it's not easy is it it's not easy it's not Electra easy. no it's not, it's not easy darling <laughs> uh, not easy Trixie um, and off she went home but she does have the track record for hanging around the longest as a returning queen season 8 you think that there was no returning queen there was you? who Nisha Lopez uh, but it oh, happened so sorry. early I mean, in the season. season. Nine. So season eight, Nature Lopez was brought back just because. Again, there was... she had a reputation behind her. She was there we known. go. She was a known person. So they're like, no, no, we got to keep her on. We got to bring her back because she's she's she's, she's beautiful. She's beautiful, and she is so beautiful, Nature Lopez. Like I like she's. I mean, when I think Nature Lopez, I think this. Describe what I'm doing. <laughs> Soccer mom Applause <laughs> and So you're clapping your hands But you're not bending your elbows And it's uh-huh. like cla- I mean, That's what I think of When I think of Naisha Lopez I think Trixie was a really good choice To bring back um, Because she was uh, You know She brought a well-rounded sense of comedy Although it didn't necessarily pan out In the way she hoped in the show um, Naisha I think is another girl Who really sweet and wonderful And beautiful But didn't you know, flourish in the challenges, let's mm. say. And she only hung around for one episode after coming back yeah. when she was assassinated season... by Chichi Devane. Yeah. Season nine? Uh, season nine didn't have one. Wrong. Well, I'll let you decide this. I want you to know what happened on the and the episode, the final episode before they came up with the, the season finale. I don't know if you know this. Mm-hmm. But um, it was the final four was the category is sugary sweet confection. Yeah. Okay. Um, Peppermint was sent home. Uh huh. Yeah. So Peppermint was sent home, and then there was a final three. Then they got her to come back on stage and said, "Actually, we're gonna um, we're gonna film one of you or staying." Mm-hmm. And she didn't think that they would use it. She didn't think that they were gonna use it because, but by then it was always a top three. There was never a top four. Yeah. So then when it happened, when it aired on TV, and all four of them stayed, she was shocked. She was. She didn't think that she yes. was gonna stay. So you can argue that because she was eliminated. She said she was eliminated. You can argue that that was it. But then that birthed the whole um, reveals and the yeah. whole semifinals where you compete with other people. They called them and said, we got something we've never done before, but you have to learn eight songs mm-hmm. and um, you might be having to do one of them. Do you think it's possible that we might have seen the same Joseph Shepard interview clip this week? <laughs> <laughs> Tom, it's research. We're here to do the research so that you don't have to. Everyone. But that is an interesting insight because Peppermint, um, everyone should check out that clip. There's loads of interesting insights about that finale. Now, the only other like proper within season returning queen is season two of Drag Race UK, Joe Black. Um, yes, well, she was voted back, wasn't she? She was, again, slightly different. Um, we'd loved Joe in the first episode and we love her as a queen, but Drag Race just was not the thing for her. I would argue she was brought back for the wrong episode. I think, you know, if she'd been brought back for Rats the Rusical or um, Snatch Game, I think we'd have seen a very different trajectory for Joe. Bringing the gothic cabaret avant-garde performance artist, Joe Black, back for uh, a Eurovision-themed girl group challenge is a squandered opportunity, if you ask me. Okay. And that's it for returning queens. So, um, like... <laughs> we did digress, we didn't did. we? What I'm trying to illustrate is, though, there is a precedent for just bringing somebody they like back. Okay. 
There was a that's there was a point. long way to go to prove a point, Tom. But okay, thank you. I hope everybody enjoyed that um, <laughs> little jaunt down memory so lane. So now that Simone is back, I bet you you're going to say that she's going to win this week's challenge. Uh, I think she's got a strong chance because she's somebody who's very visually creative. I don't know if she can sew, but actually, I'm pretty sure she can. I've seen plenty of bits and pieces of her on YouTube of her making look, things and just having avant-garde outfits. We've had a little look. I mean, we're we're about a quarter of the way through, so they're just in the workroom right now. And we asked that to get a bit of insight into the girls. Now, Etcetera is saying that she's a fashion girl. She is saying that she makes her stuff and she's excited for this. So um, it looks like she's got this in. Maybe she has a chance of doing well. Scarlett makes everything that she does as uh, she wears. She makes a lot of things. I think so Scarlett probably has a good too. eye. A lot of her own looks are pretty tasteful. Well, I'm I'm starting to worry about the Kiwi girls because I'm I'm starting to mm. see Anita um, put something together and it's just not. I mean, it was very Vivian Westwood. You, you know, stop <laughs> it! You know Actually, what? There Paul was Vivian Westwood. I thought she is shaking in her grave because I, every time someone throws she's alive, shit by together, the way, she's alive. Okay, well, in her bed. Okay, <laughs> she. Every time someone throws crap together, that and, and you know, and to justify it or to make a fashion, they say it's a very Vivian Westwood. Well, I, very, I, very, very Vivian. Westwood. I was saying it jokingly. Like, is, is her is her fashion brand trash? I was saying it jokingly because is her fashion brand unpolished? A lot of queens, if they do something unfinished, pun- punky and deconstructed, as they might want to put it when it's actually a bit trashy, they say it's an attempt at Vivian Westwood. But this did have a distinct heart and pattern, and then that's very nineties Vivian Westwood. Tom, stop it. It's, it is, it is. Um, but yeah, so Anita may not be the seamstress we thought she might have been. Um, I mean, Scarlett's just strutting around the place saying, yeah, it's going to be like a corset with Caprice. Okay, so <laughs> thanks everybody. Um, art seems really confident. Um, well, that's just art. Yeah, that's art. She's Do you confident know what? To like, for someone who was sent home, coming back cocky, I, why is no one taking this opportunity to let her know exactly which... No, someone did. It's Sarah yeah. did. It's Sarah was like, now that we've seen you go home, we know that you can. Yeah. Of course it's Sarah. I know. I mean, you got to love her. She's, you, 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 I know she's annoying, but she's like, that you got to no, love her. Naughty little sister. She, she, she's, she the one, she's the one that's... You know what? She's also bowdy-bowdy because she's like... Mm. I'm actually above you right now. <laughs> um, I haven't gone home. You've gone home. You're not as you're not as scary as I thought you'd be. You're not as strong as I thought you'd be, actually. So yeah. Um, and also, did you write that note? Oh yeah, the note thing. She kind of clearly did. Apparently. Well, she said no. She said it was a ghost. Tom. Then she what, did. The obviously. same ghost that turned the pages I think for I, um Candy Muse. I don't think she needed to do that. I'm a little bit disappointed that she did that. I think it was a bit of a mean note, but there we go. Um, Maxie says, you know, that she's not a great seamstress, but she had the the nous before she... And this is the first thing Maxie said all episode, by the way. Poor Maxie. I want to see more of Maxie. Um, like, she says, I had the nous to have a few sewing lessons before coming on Drag Race. Maxie's having so little screen time, I think she's heading for safe again this week. Yeah. But we'll see how the episode pans out. I'm, I, to be honest, I'm waiting for someone to say, I don't know how to sew, so that we can come on the podcast and go, I can't believe. After <laughs> uh, 13 American seasons, uh, a couple of UK, a Canada, Thailand, <laughs> and, and now New Zealand, Australia, down under, you still can't sew. I'm, I'm waiting for us to say that. Because well, it's kind of our thing, isn't it? Didn't Electra kind of allude to not... Well, the thing is, Electra's just not quite the eye to put something together well, here. Also, Electra doesn't need to say it. It's like some things are yeah. just very obvious. <laughs> <laughs> like, babes, 
Tell we'll that it. it's okay. We've got eyes. We've yeah. watched every episode so far. <laughs> yeah, we get it. I think the judges know it too. Can I just ask you, just for our international viewers, can you tell everybody what an op shop is? An op, um, and no, you well, what you call an an op shop is what you call here a charity shop. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to clarify that because, like, and I think in in the US they might they might call it, you know goodwill that kind of thing. You're so cultured. I know. Yeah, I, I would. What, whatever you call a goodwill. I think the op shop is because it's like the opportunity shop. You get to ah. um, there's so much things there that you can just go in and get. And there's quite a big culture of um of op shops mm-hmm. of op shopping in New Zealand. There is a New Z- in UK as well. We love a charity shop. Hmm. You know, my mum's a huge fan. You always find her in a charity shop. Um, so there we go. That's kind Tom, of how this they get episode's on so far. really on you. I'm gonna I'm gonna say you're the fashion reference oh, person. No. I'm just I'm just here to say I like it or I don't like it. I'm, I'm tooting or booting, really. Let's uh, you know. Let let's see. I think you know. In my mind, there's quite a high standard being set by um, Drag Race UK's sewing challenges, which I thought were a really high standard on the whole. No, I, think I mean, of that thing that Ahura made come off it out of uh, bits of plastic. Sorry, you're using her as an example of the whole thing. Who else did something Lawrence amazing? Lawrence put together really good items. Ellie, Ellie Diamond did that like Heather-esque piece. Okay, yeah, I forgot about them. You're right. I mean, even Sister also, Sisters was really fun. I'll back it up. Now, now, now you just... No, <laughs> now I lost my point, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Now I'm like, yeah. I went too far. Yeah, I went too far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, I in, do her, in say, the first sewing challenge, she did a really good piece. That I do want to say that they're also following Gottmik and who was the um, sleeping blanket? Oh, Utica. Utica, Utica and Gottmik. Now, they're following that, and I just don't think any of these girls have that. But look, let's, let's get back see. to it. Let's have a look. Tom, let's have a quick talk about RuPaul and the run-through, the walk-through. Yeah. yeah? Or the standstill and you come to me. What I like to call the Jesus on the hill. Oh, very when, dark. when they would come to him. I will say, I can tell why people think it's a green screen theme because I think it's... I'm no expert, but I think it's something to do with the camera work because the background is awfully out of focus when Ru and, and the girls actually are in focus. I mean, I, I, I'm not... Tom... I don't. Look, it will come out. Okay, the truth will come <laughs> no, out. The truth is out. We're not there. gonna focus the podcast it's okay. on um is she there or isn't she? Um She's okay. there in spirit, which is the way you look at it. So, so let's talk about Karen. Karen's gonna do Chappelle Corby. Now um there was a big thing in New Zealand. Now basically it's a pretty Australian girl who tried to smuggle drugs into I think it was Bali or Bali, somewhere. She said, yeah. Into Bali and she got caught and then obviously she's under their law, so she was put in prison for for a very, very long time there. Well, you've got to be and aware of the laws of the country was, you're trying to smuggle drugs she, into, frankly. Exactly. She was playing the innocent card, saying, I was amazing. No, no, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. And it was a huge media focus on it because, and I feel, because she was a pretty girl sure who, was getting, a huge part. who was getting punishment, it became a huge news. Mm-hmm. And it eventually turned out she was guilty. She did it. So... There. So I think Karen, Karen's what Karen does. She's going to choose a character and hopefully the character sells it more than the outfit. So that's how she won the first um, episode, actually. She actually said that this was her backup Snatch Game character as well. Yeah. But so the thing is, for me, that. Chappelle Corby doesn't have a distinctive look at all. No, she's, she saw the boogie she board is, and that was her inspiration. Yeah, she is just a good looking girl. A giant blunt. 
I so don't get it. Really, it's going to turn out to be a swimming costume with some accessories, isn't it? You know, a lecture when the lecture went up to report and said, oh, "This is what I want to draw, and this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I want to create this kangaroo hunter." And then she showed the drawing. That drawing looks like what your niece Caitlin would draw, and, you know- and she'll, she'll, she'll come to home and go, "Look what I drew at I school today." Caitlin's and look, a bit more talented than that, actually. <laughs> but do you know what it reminded me of? Because we've been watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia lately. Do you remember when Dennis was trying to design his fashion line? Yes. And he did those terrible oh, yes. pictures. Well, and it's just like, like, these are her breasts. <laughs> <laughs> like It will accentuate the breasts. Uh, it looked look nothing like, you know, when you see designers draw, they've got like that nice, like there's a certain look. Uh-huh. His looked like an actual, it like very a draw. It was very It was so cute. It was very I was just cute. Like, hey, look, look what I drew, Dad. Look what I drew. So her idea, original idea was Kangaroo Hunter. And she has been taking out her aggression on those stuffed toys. It is a... It is like a Build-A-Bear bloodbath in there. They are, but they are coming for Electra. They are, they but really she's, are. She's, she's, she's spent most of her time destroying, you know, sublimating her rage into destroying cuddly toys. When I saw Maxi come up with that material, that what do you call that material? It's like a canvas bag material. Now, she has to understand this. It's very hard. It's not stretch fabric. It's very hard to to make anything from that. I remember Davina the Campo Davina, did it. Yeah. But Davina is Davina. Now, Davina won have, the challenge with that. Yeah, and she did it without a pattern. Togi was there. Togi was saying, I know how hard it is to design it with that fabric, and you didn't have a... You didn't have a um a template wow Davina actually brought a really chic runway presentation though wasn't it because it was almost like David Bowie dressed by I'm going to say her again Vivian Westwood or Burberry or somebody um and it was really really chic um so I I love Maxie a lot and I hope she pulls it out of the bag so to speak but we see her struggling with yeah. with the with the sewing I just hope it. I just hope it comes off for we her. We find out that Anita was in the navy. I mean, first in of all, she's navy. coming out with all these tapes. Now it just feels like, first of all, Mexi's trying to do Davina, and now I see Anita coming up with the old like VCR tapes. I'm like, are you? And now you're doing Vivian. <laughs> yeah. Like again, I mean, the, Vivian had like this vi- vision and get came out with this really chic. Uh, outfit exactly and vivian is vivian i vivian mean is the vivian so but what we saw her putting on the mannequin was quite hodgepodge it was a little bit more vinegar strokes than it was vivian it was it was because like, books were involved too it was let's see how that turns out and we love anita a lot don't it was we? trash it was trash <laughs> now scarlett adams is coming up like scarlett adams is actually a costume designer let's be honest she's got the she's got she's got a leg up on the other queens she really she? has now rupaul said of course rupaul stirring the stirring mm-hmm. the pot she asked scarlett adams what advice you know, you won the challenge last week and Electra did not. Yeah, she did not. What advice would you give to Electra, the dancer? Look, Scarlett, first of all, I don't I don't know if Scarlett is a dancer. Um, a lot of people can move, move well, and they say they're a dancer. In a compelling and, and, way. Yeah, but uh, for me, if you're going to critique another dancer who didn't do a bad job, yeah. period, um, she didn't do a bad job. Her cop-out could have been, my advice would be, keep doing it. Um, one less queen to worry about. There, there was the, <laughs> she could have had a funny she moment She could like have that, had a she? moment where she didn't have to give the critique. Because, like, at the end of the day, you do not have the skills Electra has. You can't, if, you can't critique someone who's better than you. That's uh-huh. it. Period. Full stop. Shut the hell up. I wonder if Scarlett, I mean, Scarlett created good TV with her comment all the same. 
you know, well, it created an entertaining confrontation. Well, doing the splits isn't dancing. But it, it was inflammatory to Electra. Yeah. And it generated but, a response for well, good TV. Yeah. Well, because like, hello, hi, hi, I choreograph, I dance, I choreograph, I had my own dance studio. I know what dancing is. You don't. Uh, That's you being Electra, by the way, saying that. Because uh, yeah, I, I got angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got angry at that comment. Like if if you're not a, if you're not on my level, you're not on my level. <laughs> you never will be on my level. Yes. Okay. So her rage was justified there. Yeah. Electra, yeah. I think. And then you did see that kind of moment where she came for. I really want to see Electra and Scarlett have a lip sync, and not a lip sync on the show because on the show when you got thirteen cameras on you, it is easy to make a loser look like a winner with a lip sync. Yeah. Okay. I would love to see them do a live dance off, so that there's no one telling me how I should feel about the dancers. I can sit there and I can do my own judgment. And I, I confidently know Electra will do a split on her face. <laughs> she will split her I face and then do the splits. I think this is the episode where it would happen, but I would love to see that lip sync. So the other girls that we see, um, are, Rue kind of asks her some quite platitudinous things about, oh, what's it feel like to be back? You've got to step up your game. You know, what are you bring to the conversation now? Um, but I, I think her outfit looks, the concept looks great. She's got some sort of like little Bo Peep thing going on. She's creating a, a frame for like a bustle and a skirt. It looked mm. really, really good. Um, so I'm excited to see that. Uh, Kita has got some sort of, in keeping with her clown theme, which emerges more and more, I think, she's got like this ball pool thing going on. And we see her sticking an umbrella on her head. Lovely gal. Um, and uh, who else is there? Oh, um, etc. I actually like the look of Electra's thing, uh, etc. She looks like she's got some sort of like um, nymph of Bacchus kind of thing going on, you know? It's very honey mahogany for me. Okay, okay. But the theme is there. It's very like one of Dionysus or Bacchus's uh, nymphs. And she's got the grapes and the flowing robes. I'm quite excited to see that one. I think we should have a look at the runway and see what comes from all of this madness. Please. Tom, your moment's come. Time for you to talk about fashion. It's my moment okay. to shine. Now, the first queen walking the runway for drag on a dime, on a dollar, because we don't have dimes in New Zealand. <laughs> of course, yeah. Drag yeah. on a dollar is Art Simone, and um, she can easily win this episode with this look. I mean, even having not, you know, even if we hadn't seen any of the others, Art yeah. Simone, she did not disappoint. I love this. It's very. Um, it's like, you know, Jem from Gem and the Holograms, if she was doing a Marie Antoinette stint, but dressed by Moschino, because Moschino did this Marie Antoinette pastel colored runway quite recently. Also, all the bows on there give me a real Victor and Rolf vibe as well. They did like a bow themed runway too. This is fantastic. I love it. It's yeah. really, really good. I have nothing bad to say. And I... she gave it plenty of... Cra- I will... Okay, one criticism. We've seen Marie Antoinette before, like every season. Yeah, she's been done, but I like I like this uh, pastel pink elevated? twist. Is it elevated? It's a Tom? good one. It's a good version of yeah, yeah. Is it the best version? No. Do you don't you think that the, if it's come after the two so best many, versions, it should be the best? The two best versions are Raja's, which was a direct Vivian Westwood runway reference, and Cedar Jean's. So the first, 
the first actual time mm-hmm. it was referenced it's still the best everyone's trying to well it is it's, the most, it's the most chic and it is Raja yeah. and Sadajin's was so beautifully constructed and inventive with the literal like the meat oh absolutely thing. I yeah. loved that okay what about ketamine look this is very ketamine it's isn't cute it? it's really, really I like this the, the silhouette is good it looks well made to me her proportions are right she looks so curvaceous she's got she's going with her clown theme it's kind of like a kind of Lisa Frank Stepford wife Tom, if this was a Pokemon, what would it be? What's Ooh. the Pokemon with the froth, the the bubbles? Uh, oh, I'm not. Oh, you've stumped me. Really? Who what's, the, the, what's that seal Pokemon? Seal or Dugong? No, the other one. Oh, um, Primarina. Well, the, I think this would be a Primarina. No, okay, the, the another one that has the um the lifesaver around its neck. Oh, that's um, what's his name? The one who goes really fast. Can't remember his name. What? I've not played Pokemon in a little while now. You failed in <gasps> life. The other thing is like that. The, just we're moving on from that. Um, the the headpiece gives me um, Alexander McQueen did a runway Horn of Plenty, which is really like a houndstoothy. But quite a few of the models came out with umbrellas on their heads. And I just wondered if that was a rinse bow for that. This is camp. This is cheap. It's great. I like this. I mean, it's, I, I'm impressed with Keita this week. It's drag. It's drag. Yeah. It's yeah. She made it. It's good. Mm. Next up, we got Miss Etc. Etc. I think this is really pretty and ethereal. She's giving me Clara Bow vibes, uh, as if Clara Bow was playing a you know bacchanalia nymph, that kind of thing. I don't know her. You know, like Bacchus and Dionysus, the the Greek and Roman gods of like uh, the uh, parties and drinking wine and excess and um, hedonism. Do you? I mean, I, I think it's quite impressive. Maybe it's not to those who actually have skills in sewing. I think it's quite impressive that she made this. I, I think, think it's, it's, um, it's really pretty. It really shows um, her skill level. I don't like the way she styled the wig, though. We know what she was going for, though, because you mentioned... Bimini is, did it before. So there's that 1920s style with the kind of... It's almost flat on top with the blown-out curls at the yeah. side. I think she had to give height to give it more of a drag quality. Maybe she was just appreciating that flattered her better. But you're right, it's not that authentic. It's like if it had a sister that was the opposite of him. This is her. <laughs> yeah. Here she is. That's a really interesting take on it. Thank you for that. Barrel. Well, Tom, you know, not all of us are fashion fiends. Buizel. That's the Pokemon you're thinking of the one with the life belt. That's the one. That's what I would have thought it was. Mm. Okay, next up we have Vivian. <laughs> now, I'm really happy with what Maxie's done here because I think she's really, really smart to realise that these materials are hard to work with. So make the most of the rough around the edges quality of it and make it punk. Yeah. This does give me Vivian Westwood vibes because she's got Vivian Westwood hair but you also mentioned um i i, I just thought it was myrtle snow's weave myrtle from she american horror orders story in bulk uh from north korea she does god bless so, her yeah this the thing is it was a very vivian westwood kind of like texture and attitude and hair and stuff the the silhouette is actually quite modern i think to have that high-waisted skirt two-piece effect is, is very very 20 you know 2020 2021 i think it's very like past five years um, but anyway, 
Karen yeah. for finance, who wanted to do the um, the girl who smuggled the drugs. Look, she's doing a classic uh, Jinx, where she's hiding behind a character. But the thing is, with Jinx, she she can't hide behind her. Her characters are amazing, but this is what I call a cop out. <laughs> this is just you with a big bouquet of flowers. You spray painted it to make it look like a joint, and you've got a boogie board on you. Unfortunately for Karen, this is a fashion construction challenge, and this is one of the worst ones. She's wrapped a blanket around her, put a belt on it, and that T-shirt looks... I don't think she's even hemmed it around the edges. The whole thing looks incredibly badly made. I appreciate her effort to make a character, but, honey, this is not it. Yeah, You know what? That's exactly how I can... My extent of fashion and sewing is, can I see a hem? And yeah. Tom, Tom, I don't see a hem. I don't even know like there's what, no hem. What to, there is no hem. Everywhere there's you no. look, there's no hem. <laughs> everywhere, you, everywhere you look, there's a hem. I, I don't see a hem. Um, I don't even know what to like draw upon here in terms of, like a reference. Right, clearly she's just gone for the character. She told the character to justify her look and to make her look make sense, mm. which was in, in my way, it's it's cheating because you're already telling them what you're doing. So to them, it's kind of making sense had she just walked if she just walked out of the runway with this it would it's hodgepodge but a challenge like this you tell a story through your look you shouldn't have to explain it yes so that's where she's fallen down yeah so that's a fail for me that's possibly bottom now next week we have electra um coming she's made a costume out of ties somebody else has done this before she's understood that um she is a tall slender and slim lady who can wear anything and i think the construction of his garment really showcases her body i i what are you tom you're the fashion queen i don't know i don't know what to think of this (laughs) i think it's better than i expected it to be but it's still not great unfortunately i don't like we've seen it a few times before i do not like actually do you know what it has been done once successfully before when you have like strips of i don't think there were ties though naomi smalls's um wizard of oz scarecrow look had strips of fabric that were disjointed but she did in such a tasteful way but it's very very easy for that to go west very quickly and look very cheap and unfortunately that's what's happened here i do like her hair and makeup she's giving me a kind of like Anne margaret vibe do you know what tom if she put a choker on could she have said that it was uh vivian westwood <laughs> no that, apparently that's all you have to do to make it vivian no mm. i mean I, I i just it's just really really hard to see queens come out looking like this looking like karen um when you remember masterpieces like roxy andrews oh absolutely um, candy dress when you think of the sleeping um there's the, the what do you call it the sleeping blanket look from, from Utica. Utica. when you think of a horrors um blue nhs outfit mm-hmm. you think of all of these amazing things and then and then hi. Do you know what? I'm, I'm appreciating. I'm really appreciating Electra's effort here, and she's done better than I expected. Unfortunately, she has done better than I expected un- too. Unfortunately, thus far, she's at the bottom yep. with Karen. Unfortunately, well, we'll see when we see all of them. Okay. See now. You see, I like this. I like this. Do you know what it reminds me of? Do you remember um, in in season thirteen, Denali, uh, one of her looks referenced the Moschino runway, where the ladies were emerging from a burning ballroom. Um, no, I don't. So th- remember. That's what it reminds me of. Moschino did 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 that runway, and so they all looked kind of like singed, like they were stumbling out of this burning ballroom. So it gives me that vibe. Okay. All right. I. I mean. 
I don't know, Tom. I don't think it's... I, I think she could be in the bottom if not safe. It's but we'll see what the others bring not, up. Not the best, but for me... I appreciate the concept. There was a silhouette. I thought it looked better than some of the other looks we've seen. All right. Well, Scarlett Adams is the only one who can go up against Art Simone with this look. This look is very well fitted. It looks like it's something that you could buy. It, it, it's, it looks incredibly good. It really, really is good. It's like a gingham. So in the 50s, they had this wiggle dress silhouette. So it's like a kind of like top and culottes um take on that and jane mansfield she gives me like jane mansfield and like a gingham wiggle set kind of vibe it's, it's very good eh? It, it's if the bottom part was a so skirt, then the bottom it's part good, eh? it's um if the bottom part was a skirt it re- reminds me of manila luzon's uh, yes. spaghetti picnic outfit. she went from however a... i'll tell you what i don't like like she drank the wine and she spit it back out and then she drunk it again <laughs> like as she mentioned having a kind of like white girl wasted kind of I mean character. Bogan Bogan week was last week babes <laughs> I mean I know you won that week but don't carry it forward don't carry it forward Tom we've seen all the looks it's all based on the looks here I need you to give me your tops and bottoms I think this is for me quite easy this week um I'd like Art Simone to win because I think it's easily one of the best uh, up there with Scarlett and uh, I think it'd be a good storyline for her to win when she comes back like a strong return to the competition. Scarlet's clearly high as well. Um, I really like Keita's and I like Etcetera's. I think Maxi should be safe. I think the other three girls could vie for bottom. When I'm looking at... I mean, Karen has to be in the bottom. I th- I kind of think Electra kind of has to be as well. I would keep Anita safe, but her, her look, even though I, I like it and I appreciate some of the concept that's in there, it's not as good as some of the others. Okay, for me, the top three are Scarlett Adams, Art Simone, and I'm going to put up their Kita. Because I think it's Ke- very, very camp and it's very, very fun. And I'd love to go to a show Keita where des- that's the drag queen she deserves hosting the night. For that. Yes, the bottom three is Karen... Anita and Electra for me. Mm. That's it. Ain't gonna argue. The the judges. It depends what they think of Maxie's look, but I actually like it. The winner should go to Art Simone. I would like that. Art Simone or Scarlett. It, it would be. The thing is, that it was like I prefer the storyline of like Scarlett. Sorry, um, Art having a strong re- return to the competition rather than Scarlett having two wins in a row and gaining really early momentum. Mm. Right. Let's have a look. But it's not up to me. Okay, so we've seen the judging and we've actually stopped just before the lip sync. We have. The winner this week goes to Scarlett Adams. So it's two wins in a row for Scarlett. I want to say one thing about Scarlett. Scarlett tends to... What do you call it? Cinch? Cinch. She cinches too low on her body. Do you know what I mean? Like, it makes it look like someone has literally grabbed her head and legs and stretched her. <laughs> it lengthens her, her torso, which uses yeah. the aim of of a drag kind of silhouette. No, you're trying to make your, your legs look longer. And yeah. that's what it is. It happened last week, and it's this week as well. She corsets in too low on her mm-hmm. midline. She needs to actually... 
put it up a bit higher so the proportions look more correct. So I hope Scarlett's listening and paying attention to our expert drag knowledge here. Um, so Art is high and I was happy to see Maxie high. Maxie's I was happy high. to see all the compliments that Maxie got. It was lovely, you know, considering she had a few sewing lessons before coming on to Drag good Race on and it paid off for her. Well, that's what you have to good do. For, and she gave it, you know, she had a good aesthetic and a strong character. So good for Maxie. Maxie, sorry, uh, Ketamine and Electra are safe. I would have put, as we said, I would have put Kit to high um electra i do think she, they seem i don't know they, they're all over the place they're judging of electra i um, she shouldn't have been in the bottom last week but i would have put her in the bottom this week yeah, is it compensation <laughs> Overcompensation. Is that, is that what's happening i don't know but the bottoms this week is etc etc anita and karen and the bottom two uh karen versus anita and that's where we've kind of paused it now the reason i paused mm. i usually would watch it through then talk to you about the lip sync and all that I'm going to say this. This show was not meant for the Kiwi girls, okay? Mm. So Anita, look, this this is how it's worked. Anita has one win. Karen has one win. Yeah. Now, they saved Karen last week. Uh-huh. So the show already favors Karen. Yes. Okay? To justify her staying, they're going to put up Anita. To justify Anita going home, it has to be someone who's won. To send her home. You can't have someone like uh, Electra or etc. sending yeah. her home. It's not going to happen. She's, she's got to win. She won the Snatch Game. This has to be someone quite substantial to send Anita home. I'm not saying that Anita's going home. I fear that she's going home because the show wasn't made for the Kiwi girls. And Karen was saved last week. I just have this really bad feeling in yes. my bones that Anita's going home. And I, I, I'll be quite outraged at it because I, I mean, she's doing much better than Karen. Karen's reputation yes, totally. is carrying her so far in this. And then she said in Untucked, oh, she, you know what? Uh, she went to Scarlet goes, well, last week there was a dance challenge and this week there's a fashion challenge, everything that's in your wheelhouse. <laughs> but I'm waiting for some comedy and acting. Bitch, they had the Snatch Game. <laughs> what, huh? what are you on about? You had the opportunity right then and there to show us what you're on about and you failed. You yeah. failed miserably. She did say specifically scripted, so she clearly doesn't feel like she's very good at improv. But there we go. I think we're just going to have to see what happens now. But I, I, I'm with you. Given the push that Karen's had, I fear for Anita, who is a fave of ours. Which will be... Yeah, I, I think Anita is... Definitely top material. Yeah. Do they um, do they want to send home another front runner Aussie in the first few episodes? Now that Art's back, they can dispense with Karen. Surely it's just yeah. I, I'm not liking. I've said it from the we said it this in the beginning of the podcast. This is a strange season. It Look, is. Let's just go. I just wanted to get this out before I see what happens. Let's go. So we're seeing the lip sync, and I want to say this. Mm. Anita won the lip sync. We loved what she did. Karen performs like she works in finance. She performs like that drunk lady at the office party. Completely agree. Like she cannot move. The awkward... She looks like she's doing a Sunday school church performance. It was just very, very plain, vanilla, boring. It was nothing. There was was no energy in it. There was no feel in it. There was nothing. She lost that lip sync by a mile. Anita was... 
flamboyant. Mm. She was. She had a character. She was. I mean, I don't understand. Uh, you can tell from what I'm. Look, you can probably tell that she obviously. You're, was, you're you know, mildly agitated, aren't you? Well, I'm, I'm angry. I I'm, know. I'm, I'll tell I you know. what. I'm angry. I'm angry because Anita. Not only was she in the bottom, okay, against someone who's already getting a push, but they pushed her through that lip sync. Karen from finance. Should have gone home. You could just tell throughout that Karen was getting all the camera time, and she was doing. They did her complete... no favors giving her camera time because every every time, like she had nothing to show, she had nothing to deliver. She was. She was it was just... one of the worst lip syncs ever. She was just like your basic friend at the club, and she was like, "Ah, oh, this is my routine to I Begin to Wonder" by Danny Minogue. Um, by the way, I love that song. I love Danny Minogue. Um, Anita gave a lot more fun, camp, zany flavor, and. I, I would have put pegged her as the winner as well. And I'm incredibly sad to see her go because I, I honestly thought she was top three material. She, I, I don't know why Karen's runner. getting a push. She hasn't done anything great. It's her reputation. Feels feels a bit, you know, again, talking about sour tastes and stuff, kind of like, if, you know, a, a Kiwi girl going home and bringing an Aussie girl back and stuff. And a, a girl who we thought was a front runner and another girl who's clearly getting a push in the competition this is crap. This is crap. I mean, I mean, this is bullshit. This Calling is BS. It. This is, this is, I mean, what the hell? Anyway, Keita and Electra have to represent now for New Zealand. They have to. Mm. I mean, this is, this is unfair. It really is. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Mm. Well, it's, it's, it's been a, I'm a, I'm quite upset with that. But yeah, you I think you can tell by our energy that it's a yeah, bit, it's a I'll t- tell you downbeat. what cheers me up as a review and a review from oh, amalia yeah. who said haha look at me changing how about just seamlessly put that in there she said this as my new favorite drag race podcast and it will be yours too the hosts are hilarious and have great insights such a good time hanging out with these two tom you have a review to read as well we just they're just do. coming in like owls with invitation <laughs> letters to hogwarts you just can't stop them uh, it's from heck vetican i love that name because there's a drag queen in the US called Helvetica I wonder if it's a little riff off <laughs> maybe it's Helvetica herself or a friend Heckvetica but thank you for this lovely review Heckvetica found this pod looking for report Drag Race Down Under recaps this is a quality podcast very knowledgeable host and a quick turnaround and Heckvetica goes on to say it's like a viewing party because of the structure that we do uh, because we do it bit by bit so it's like organic responses and it's not kind of like pre-recorded so thank you so much Heckvetica she says I dig it I love that they say efficiency is key. It's yeah, basically what we want to do. We want to we, we want to watch it. We want to get it out as soon as possible before people start, you know, throwing out what they think mm-hmm. and start polluting. Uh, yeah, and so polluting. Did you read the, the one from the Fargo from the United States? There's another one who no. says hilarious, entertaining, and knowledgeable. And I love it. It's kind of like if we were to write um, a little synopsis or like an introduction to Spilling the GNT podcast, we could actually use this because it's, it's very, very Aww. accurate and descriptive. It says... Our hosts with the most GNTs <laughs> coming to us from Liverpool, our Paolo, a performer with a capital P, and Dr. <laughs> Tom, a NHS psychiatrist. Paolo's knowledge of performance in dance is always well balanced by not just Dr. Tom's professional empathy, but by Tom's <laughs> deep encyclopedic 
fashion knowledge. Oh, wow. wow. We're not deep in encyclopedic, Their dynamic surely. is fun and adorable. <laughs> Always count on their podcast to be available ASAP. Thank you so much. Thanks Plus, to everybody. I've heard more than one anime video game reference. Ah. So I feel like these are our people. We are your people. Fargo. You will get them from time to we time. We are your people. Thank you so much for all those lovely reviews, guys. It's very, very so great. let's end it on a high note. A. Hey. Uh, uh, well, I just want to make sure. Did I read every single one out? I believe so. We've read like yes. six. Did you read one that says professional, professional, professional? Yes, we did. Mine were from So Ms. there's just Kimberly so many coming in. We're just, oh. we are so many amazing fans. Owls just pelting the windows. Yeah. Oh, gosh. If we haven't, we'll just read it out next week. But if you could write us a review, what it does is it helps our podcast. So uh, helpful to us, guys. people's Spotify, Apple yeah. Podcasts. It puts us up there so that people can find our podcast and we can get it out there. helps our algorithm. So if you haven't yet written us a review, please do so. We love reading them. It just, so, yeah, if you, th- if you think It makes more, life worth living. If you think more people should hear our little voices, then please write us a review. It really yes. helps. Thank Follow you so much, us guys. on our social medias, on yep. Twitter and Spilling the GNT Podcast on Instagram. But that's us for this week. Join us next week for another viewing party. Viewing party, Of yes. a weird season where, I mean, at this rate, why not just give the win to Karen? Because regardless what happens, she's she's mm. just going to make it through. We've not watched the preview bit, actually. She's getting we, so. a Priyanka push. I'm sorry. Anyway, thank you for listening to Spilling the GNT Podcast with Bolo. And Dr. Sam. We'll see you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.